I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Morning. Morning. Do I have, have anything you, to say to you or to the you pod? two gentlemen? I didn't ask this yeah. of Craig yesterday, but I'm going yeah. to ask today. And, and then I'm officially letting it go because the Florida Toronto series starts tonight. But I'm That's just right. wondering if there's anything. What, tomorrow night? Tonight. Yeah, tonight. Is there anything you two would like to say to me collectively? Yeah, bad decisions by the Boston Bruin coaching staff, in my opinion. Rivs, you got anything to add? You're just not going to give it to me, are you? <laughs> what? You got the shirt on. I'm a big Panthers guy. I'm on board. I want an I want an apology, or I'm shutting this thing down. The sun shines down on a baboon's arse every now and then, Marabod. What do you want an apology for? You you made the right pick. I made the right pick with the Devils. You picked the Rangers to go all the way. Well, what was okay? So you think you picking the Devils was as ballsy as me picking the Florida Panthers over the greatest single season record of all time? You well, yeah, me, the you Rangers. Me, you had the Rangers Thomas, going to the Thomas, Stanley Cup final. You called me an idiot, and I know you listened. So if you didn't listen to episode yesterday, I did. I opened, okay. You still think? I mean, I want I a still... goddamn. I want an apology now. An apology for what? It's your telling opinion, right? You always say that's my opinion. I thought me. it was uh, it was dumb. Oh, you're good gonna, pick by you. You're good gonna job. Lay, you're gonna lay down on the old. That's my opinion. Act, are you? No, no. What happened before? You can pick game? any series, any series, any single one of them. It they could have gone either way. I wouldn't even give a shit. Like Minnesota beating Dallas. I picked Dallas, but let me tell you, Minnesota was awesome. And you can go through all of the teams. All they were not them, awesome. Let Petey answer. Game five, Boston, Florida series. Right before overtime, what happened? Game five. Oh, breakaway, Brad Marchand? Yeah. I was so like, that goes in. Bruins winning five. And everyone goes, ah, Bruins are the best team. Right, it's it's little little things like this that make a. a How much is that going to haunt Marchand? How much is that going to haunt him? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to haunt him because I think he knew he was running out of time. And what's his usually his patented move on on those breakaways? That little fake shot going to his backhand five hole, and I don't think he he didn't think he had enough time, so he shot it, which still was a great shot. But I think it would haunt him more if he knew. There was five seconds left where he could actually do his move. He had an idea that the time was running out. So he thought he needed to get a shot off. In reality, he probably had enough time to make his nice move, which he's really good at. That fake shot, backhand, five hole, series is over in five. Right? That doesn't happen. Again, a great pick by you. I, I put more blame and it's always easy looking back, right? Because if Marchand scores, like I just mentioned, the series is over, everyone looks great. Now the series is over, 
you look back at that coaching staff, some of the decisions they made, I think they're to blame. Like Boston is up 3-1, going home for game five. Why, why is Bergeron in? It's not game seven. He's clearly hurt. Now it's coming out that Allmark is was dealing with something. Why was that Swayman not, not put in earlier? That's a tough position to put a goalie in in a game seven. Yeah, we were talking yesterday. It's not like there's a massive difference between no. Allmark and Swayman. No, Allmark played 49 games and Swayman played 39, I think. I, I think it's a tough spot to put a, a young goaltender in, though. He had a great uh, season. Not in New Jersey. Statistics were incredible. What do you mean a tough spot to put a to put him in in game five in game six? No, I'm talking about I'm talking about Schwayman in in exactly. Boston to, to put him into a game seven where he didn't play yes. the first six games. Tough position to to put a goaltender in. But I'm not talking about game seven. That's what I'm saying. He should have been in there game five, game six. Yeah. Well, it'd be not interesting. Seven. I'd like to know if Allmark was injured. If, just he, mentioned if that. he was banged up, what do you have? They didn't say what, but he was dealing with something. It is what it is. If you have a goaltender who's just not performing to the level that he needs to perform and he's injured, then, you know, Schwayman had a great year. You have to put him in. But, yeah. man, is that tough to put a young goaltender in that situation in a game seven? Um, the pressure is on. Is on. But, but yeah, I'm not going to sit here and apologize, PDTU, but I do give you credit because you broke it down good. You, you thought they, they matched up well against him, and they did. I, again, I, I think Boston is still the best team, but I don't think that was a healthy team. Well, did you see that Bergeron was playing with a uh, herniated disc? A herniated disc in his back. like. And that's my other question. Why, why does do that even happen? In? Why does he play game five when you have a 3-1 lead? Exactly. That's... To me, it's like you're going to go as long as humanly possible because the team was playing well. Well, they weren't the playing, playing well. They were getting results, in my opinion. Yeah. But why Why force the issue? That's what I'm saying. I, I don't, I, I mean, I look at the Boston Bruins. Okay, actually, I don't want to swap series, but just to make my point, I think the New York Rangers, their trade deadline, acquisitions did not help them it hurt them and i think we talked about this right those are some big personalities that want to play top six power play in tarasenko and kane now you look at the boston bruins their acquisitions that's as good as it gets and all of them had a factor bertuzzi i mean he was the best player on the ice thomas not to not to jump in and, and change the subject but same can be said for toronto they, yes. they made they made they made massive moves all year long in depth defense and depth forwards. Yep. They didn't go no. they didn't need to go and make a splash for offense. They had it all. Right. Right, but uh, again, that's what I'm saying what what kills Boston probably yeah. more yesterday and today and weeks going forward is man, the 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 acquisitions we made at the deadline were perfect. Got to be honest with you. Fuck Boston. And Jack Edwards and the whole fuck like I'm so happy they're out. I am happy that the Bruins are out. Oh, you I'm with you. I, I, I like, the Bruins and Leafs. They're they're all they're all the same to me. I, I don't mind if they lose out. But strictly talking about how, what a historic season, I, I'm I'm faulting actually the staff, and I'm not saying they're that's a bad staff. They're obviously incredible coaches, but. And another thing to me, what was really interesting, I don't know if you guys heard that after game seven, when 
Florida wins, I saw a quote where Montgomery said, they asked him about why go to Swayman in game seven. Did you guys see that? He said, well, you gotta, you guys got to talk to, uh, is it Bob Asenza is the goalie coach? Yeah. You yeah. guys got to talk to him. That to me is like, are you kidding me? You're putting the goalie coach? Like, you're the head coach of the team. You have to make that decision, and you have to live with that, don't you? What if Bob Asenza went over the coach's head, and then and then it came from up top, put in Swayman? Well, then then he has to say it comes on top, not on the goalie coach. No, you can't you can't throw your goalie coach. Yeah, and if but your goalie think... coach makes that decision for you, what what kind of head coach are you? Yeah, it it listen, I mean it's a poor way to to go about that. I think you just collectively need to say, you know, as a group, as a coaching staff, we'd all discussed and no one better than Bob Lacenza knows these goaltenders and we feel strongly with what where he was guiding us. And and just leave it at that. But you you guys know playoff series, it's not to me, it's not always the best team that wins, right? It's the team that stays healthy and the team that can gain momentum. And to me, game five was obviously, as Rivs would like to put it, they were in an elimination situation. <laughs> game five was the biggest game for the Panthers. But they got the right breaks during that game and then capitalized. Hey, Riv, we are at a complete disadvantage with Thomas. You know why? Goal scorer, not as many concussions. You and I... We can't remember any of the shit he says, other than the fact. Oh no! He said yeah, like believe me, I don't even know when I, I said I, that, Thomas. Like, what are you? What are you talking about? Like, that's <laughs> the only reason I remember this is I was going through my text messages just to make sure there's some chirps in there if I want to use them, and that came obvious. Up. Obviously, you did. <laughs> yeah, because I I couldn't remember last week either. There's one player, and you probably, I mean, you if you you if you may have listened yesterday. I, I'm just really happy, and I'm genuinely happy. Like when I say I'm happy for a player, I'm like, do I really give a shit? Guy's making seven and a half million bucks. Like fuck, like he's happy. But Bob Rovsky. Yeah, I played with Bob in Columbus. I love that guy. I put him in a category with with the guys I played with, the goalies and Ryan Miller and Carey Price. That's how high I put him. Absolutely great guy. Works. I mean. But what separates those, you know, the Miller, the Price, and Bob is the way they practice before they want to take shots. I mean, I remember I came to the team. The first thing he said to me, he goes, you know, do you mind coming out early? I want to work, you know, see your tips. You tip differently than other guys. He's like, I got to get better at those. I'm like, yeah, for sure. Let's go. Like he, so, yeah, I, I'm super happy for him. That. Uh, so what do you think has happened? Then why do you struggle so much? Yeah. Well, it's confidence, right? It's confident. I mean, that that Florida team wasn't playing great hockey at times during the year, and they're giving up a lot of grade A chances. I don't care how good of a goalie you are, if you're constantly getting two on ones and breakaways, that's 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 tough to ask, right? Why was Almark so good this year? Because he's such a stud goalie, or because of the structure in front of him? Hundred percent. Yeah. So, but. You're talking about Bob. What's the one thing that we always talk about in playoffs that you need and is usually the X factor? Not all the time, but 90% of the time. Goaltending. <laughs> I hope that he can get back to the years he won the Vesna. Like you he made some huge saves, man. And he made some he made some routine saves look much easier than they should, but he just looked 
he looked good and I was happy for him because I'm not really happy for players that often. I'm I'm taking Florida over the Leafs. I'm going to continue rolling with them. Tell me. Now, this me- time, I'm not going to call you an idiot. It's To me, it's the same as the first round. I actually thought Toronto would win, but I went with Tampa because I wanted Tampa to win. And I still thought Tampa had it. And looking back, I think I know Riff said it yesterday. Tampa was the better team. I think Samsonov played outstanding, extremely well in game seven. He was exceptionally well, Thomas. Exceptionally, not extremely. Jeez, he won't sorry. apologize and he won't even say your quote, Craig. I was, I actually, I couldn't think of it and extremely came Kevin out. Kevin Adams apparently <laughs> dropped it in a big time interview not long ago. I'm 99.9% sure someone sent us, he did an interview somewhere and someone said Adams dropped it exceptionally well. Well, so as he f- should. And you have guys like Versteeg, um, who is who scored 40 goals this year for Stevie who scored 40 goals this year and Sam Reinhardt and Sam Bennett was a, was unbelievable. Okay. I, I can't wait to see this series. Can you please tell me who scored 40 goals for the Panthers this year? Uh, Carter Verstegi. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but I don't think it's Connor Verstegi. That's Chris Verstegi. You're thinking of Carter Carter. Carter, you're thinking of Chris Versteeg, so you're crossing Carter Verhage. He loves crossing names, just like uh, what's the guy from Carolina? Sheldon, Sheldon Keith, <laughs> Duncan, <laughs> Duncan Keith, and Duncan Keith. What's the Carolina guy that's injured right now? Let me let me hear it's his name. Yeah, so it, you're you're doing the the guy who plays in Winnipeg, Nemestikov, <laughs> and Svechnikov. Yeah, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. I, I, I think, it's I think, incredible. I think Barkov <laughs> needs to be a lot. You got to go on your kids PS five and make up a NHL team on your own with your own names. Oh, I, you know what? I wish I marked over the years that we've done this are all the butchers where I could just have like five minutes. straight. Oh, five the- minutes. You would have, that's an episode of two hours long. To me, I, I keep looking back at the Tampa-Toronto series, and I got to let it go maybe. But game three, Tampa's up 2-1 and point scores to make it 3-1, and it's called a no goal. I mean, that's that, that should have been a goal a 1,000%. How's the goal scored again? It, I think the puck came from goal line to point. He quickly shot it. It got tangled up. Or at least Samsonov thought he had it in his chest, I believe, and point side laying right between his feet, and they blew the whistle. As hey, he's Cam. shoving the puck in, I they don't blew know the whistle. I don't know where you're going with this, but I will add, and I'm going to say, look, yeah, this is going to add the nuttiest thing that I ever say on this show mm-hmm. when it comes to conspiracy theories. But I think without question, this is a business. Are you shaking your head, Craig? Do you want me to just stop and not say No, I agree with what you're going to say. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to the deal. 
Listen to the deal on Spotify. Keep, keep like, going. I think I think I don't I, agree with a lot I, of your shit. I but think the NHL and the refs did everything they could to give Boston that game seven win because if like the revenues we talked about this a little bit yesterday, the revenues that come out of a Boston Toronto series are times three or four at least over a Florida Toronto series. And then you know, what's even bigger the, than that. The Rangers, damn, but, New Jersey, you watch the fucking refing in that game last night. You, Guy gets a call for tripping. The, the Ranger player stepped on his stick and blew a wheel. Had nothing to do with the New Jersey guy. I mean, they're they're just terrible calls. I'm sure we're going to talk about Truba. I'm sure we're going to talk about Truba. You know the way I feel. I've given my att- opinion for many, many years on this show. I'm going to tell you right now. How is that a two-minute penalty? There's no penalty. How is that a two-minute penalty? He There's should no have had penalty. a five against. No, there was a penalty on it. I don't think so. No, 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 no penalty. Should there have been a penalty? How? What was wrong with the hit? Here's I can't believe I'm taking this stance. What's wrong with the hit? Yeah, he had no penalty minutes in the game. What was wrong did with the hit? Watch, did Did you watch it? How many times do you watch? I wouldn't it? ask. How many times did I watch it? Uh, I mean, for, for the sake of dramatics, a million. But for the sake of discussion, enough to say that I, I, and you know how I feel about these kinds of hits, I don't feel there was a penalty on the play. Humpty Dumpty, what do you have to say? I think he's just listening, waiting. He, I think he's just, I think he's waiting for you. No, no, oh. I, I have my opinion. I think. By the book, I think it's a good hockey hit in today's game. The way they're calling it, I think it's uh, in the playoffs a two-game suspension, regular season five or six. I think that he, the, the contact of point is the head. I think he's going for the kill, and I think he launched himself. I think it should have been five and kicked out. Do I think Meyer has to know and be aware? That if you cut in and you kind of lose the puck and Truba is on the ice, you better know he's coming. But I think, again, I know his shoulder was down, but Meyer's a big, Truba's big knee was bent. His elbow man. was tucked. He leaned forward. He did not. Right to the head. He did. Well, 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 yes. Why does he have to make the hit? If I he think he's the guy's he, in a vulnerable it's, it's, position. It's charging. He's hit? he's going for the kill. Truba is not stepping up. He is skating up ice for the kill. That's the difference. Like to me, remember the Kadri hit? I thought that was a great hockey hit because he stepped, he took a step and 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 hit him. Here, I think Truba skated up ice to absolutely murder him. That to me yeah. is a difference between one step and stepping up. And going right at him. And the funny thing is, when you watch it, it's like Truba has his head up the entire time. Like, and, he's, okay. and so, he so, looks down for the puck for 1-1,000. One, and, I mean, he got murdered. How he is one? He's 6-1. And Truba's 6-3. It's not like they're 6-1 against 6-1. I mean, 
I know what I see what you guys are saying. I I absolutely under I'm not arguing this to just take the other side. I saw that and I and I'm the one that's like get rid of these hits out of the game, but at the same time I'm thinking, okay, this is a learning lesson for a lot of young kids out there that have the freedom at a young age to just freewheel through the middle of the ice. That like and 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 I and I agree with that. Like but to me, is, it's, that hit you, is he's skating up ice for the kill. That's not a step up. You have to know who you're on the ice against. Just and I because, said that. Just yeah, just because you're you there, there are five guys on most teams that would never do that. The odds are that you're not on the ice against them. Like you're. You're gonna if, if I'm coaching a team, I'm expecting all my defensemen to do that, although it's not in the makeup of, of most of them, so they won't. There's not five guys in the league on defense that will make this hit. I could come up with they, guys, because but... they're they're different, they're different players. They're they're a lot smaller, they're a lot better skaters, they're a lot better puck movers than what they've been in the past. There are no trubas. Like, I mean, when you watch hockey hits that are super well, dangerous, Zakita's a percent of them. Well, <laughs> Okay. Name me, name me three more that are like Zakita Zadorov and Truba. Okay, but that goes McAvoy, to the point. When, he's, when you, he steps up and crushes guys, Gudas, Luke Shen, maybe. Like this play here on Timo Meyer is a hit to hurt. Everything that he does, and I'm going to tell you, I love the way he plays. I love it. I'll take him on my team a thousand times over. And if I'm in the playoffs, I want him to do this right here. Do I think it's an illegal check? 1,000%. But if we have the ability to knock out Timo Meyer, then do it. That's the way it played. If you don't if you don't have star players on the ice, I mean, he's the closest thing to, to Scott Stevens uh, in the game right now. But this, this is, we're talking about, we're talking about this is a clear hit to the head. It is undeniable. And the question is, should he have hit him? Or should he have pulled up because you knew a player was in a vulnerable position? That's what this is all about. Right. That's not in his DNA, right? It's not in his DNA. And right. I'm going to tell you, as, as a coach, I would be telling him, do it 100 times out of 100. If he plays in the next series, which starts when, Thomas? Tomorrow. If he plays tomorrow, there is a serious issue. There is a series. Why? Uh, because I think it is as blatant and clear as day that he was definitely concussed. Maybe not knocked out, but definitely concussed. One hundred percent. Why did you? See? He wasn't wobbling off the ice or anything. I think he stayed down yeah. long enough to get his legs underneath you. It, it can happen. Actually, you got. I'm going to tell you this. When that or you think he got out, absolutely the wind knocked out of him. That too. I think when the trainer came out, I'm surprised how quick he got up and skated to the bench. Yeah, I would have thought he would be half dead with how that hit his head. And you know what? Today he, he might be. He yeah. gets out of bed <laughs> today. All of well, a sudden, that next difference up. Adrenaline, everything is now mm -hmm. all going to be gone, and he is going to have one big headache. And if he has a headache, here's the thing. You go to the trainer. You say, I got a headache. And the trainer, says, the trainer says, no, you don't. 
No, I don't think so. Not today's game. Oh, we're going to find out. About, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about when I today. Play. But when you played, you chance. wouldn't even... When you played, they would have gave you four Advils and be like, yeah, good for you. Yeah, first of all, I would have told them, which is a, a bigger problem. That's why I fucking can't remember anything. But I hope that they take care of that young guy. You know, give him give him the time and the rest that he needs. And maybe he wasn't concussed. Maybe, maybe they wanted to to keep him out just to make sure the game was what four nothing at the time or or three nothing at the time. Um, when he but, got hit, I think um, it was two, I think it was two nothing. Do nothing. Do nothing, but you can see in the handshake line, right? His his nose was all busted up, so yeah. you know, probably cut. But from he was the smiling, visor. smiling, yeah. always a good thing, right? Yeah, you know, he, saying, he looked uh, like he was he had his senses and everything. But yeah, I think yeah. you made a great point that adrenaline helps a ton. Where this morning that adrenaline's gone, and yeah, I'm sure there'll be some news coming out later today of how he's feeling. But uh, it was great to see him get up and and then after the game. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe how big he is, man. He's a bus. He looks like a. He looks. You know who he reminds me of? Guy we played with. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Looks. Uh, he's got that body, that thick, strong, powerful bodies. You know, yeah. he's been a nice addition to New Jersey because he's added that that scoring to that Jasper Bratt, that Hughes. He's um, got zero points though. But he's dangerous, right? It just takes I, yeah, one I, game. I, with to... you. I know I know people will judge him, judge a lot of people by points, but I think he's been a factor. I think he's been great. Well, one thing you said Alcona Leak, and I mean there's a guy that, you know, while building that big body and that physique, he was wearing those uh workout gloves too. He didn't want to callous his hands. The bike gloves? Yeah, the bike gloves. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> and he rubbed Nivea cream, I swear to God, from his forehead down to his toenails, man. Like after every practice, he rubbed his body full of Nivea cream. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, what happened in this series? Forget who you picked, but the Rangers Devils. were up 2 nothing. Right. And even at 2 nothing, I said, they looked overwhelmed. They'll be fine. They got to get going. I think what changed it is that they started skating the game because they are fast and creative and create turnovers and good in the neutral zone, blah, blah, blah. But I think what really changed is Schmid coming in and calming down the troops. But you can tell they they played different in front of them. They, they trusted him that he was able to step up, not, not thinking they have to block every shot. They believe in that kid and it changed the, changed the series. You have a, a a new appreciation for Jack Hughes. As far as I've always loved I, this game, I, I I haven't I I you know I've watched him, but I haven't watched them at length in multiple game multiple games in a row. So I'm watching seven games in a row, watching this kid play. I cannot believe how good he is. He is like literally next level. I mean, and. I know you're you're looking at you know the goals that he scored this year. I think he had scored like forty three and had ninety nine points. And not watching him a whole lot, you just look at points and 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 you you say hey, he's a great player. But I'm going to tell you this: watching him in this series, watching him skate, watching him handle a puck and and do things. I mean, he is next level. He is 
he is a next level hockey player. I can't believe how good he is. Very, very impressed with how he plays. That's a lot of credit due to Lindy. You know, he, 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 this guy is the best coach I've ever had as far as X's and O's speeches. We have talked about this multiple times, but he's obviously evolved because the way Jack Hughes is playing and letting him play his game and use his personality outside of yep. the locker room. And Pratt, I mean, those are, those are all young guys or smaller guys, fast, creative, and they turn the puck over, but they're keep playing the game, keep playing the game. So yeah, lo- lots of credit, happy for them. And, um, I'm picking them over to Hurricanes. So, who do you guys got in that series? I love the I, Devils. I said the Devils today on the radio with uh, Shred and Rag, and I, I just feel like Lindy Ruff, I feel like a lot of this comes down to coaching, and I'm not saying that Carolina doesn't have a good coach, but Lindy's doing something special with that young team over there. Man, this one's so tough. This one's so tough because you're 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 ultimately getting, in in the second round of the playoffs, you're getting the second and the third best team points wise in the league. And I would normally, I would normally go with Carolina, but because they have two of their top six forwards injured and they're, and they're big forwards, Semestikov and uh, Tara Vinen, I think. And Patch Reddy. Patrick hasn't played all year, so I don't even put him in my mind. Like he just didn't, uh, he didn't have a full season, right? So no, no, but he came back and played five, six games and made impact right away. I'm talking, yeah, I, I guess so you can name, you can put him in there. Three, three guys. Um, I just think New Jersey's healthy. They're young. Um, they don't really understand. A lot of them don't understand the magnitude of, of, of what's going on. And they're just loving the process. And Lindy seems like he's very calm, cool, and collected. And I think that's, um, running through the players and they're unbelievable offensively and they're unbelievable defensively. This is a very good team. You got a a hot goaltender. I mean, New Jersey looks really, really good right now, but normally if those other players were not injured, I would be picking Carolina because they're injured. I'm going with New Jersey. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this series. I think Carolina skates the game similar to Jersey, but it's going to be a fast-paced game. But I, you're it's right. I awesome. think Too I much. think a lot of a lot of people talk about the Hughes, the Heishers, the Mercers, and blah 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 Pratt and this. It's the, the those six guys on the back end. They're fantastic. They're I'm frustrating. Their sticks are everywhere. Will be and, my I least mean, watched series. Least watched. Too much red. Well, that's, that's that's the fucking oh, too much I'm red. glad you brought you this up. You know what sucked because... about the Tampa Bay Toronto series? I thought I was watching the fucking. I thought I was watching an inter squad game. There were nights I didn't know which team was which. I'm like, is Tampa wearing, you. Toronto wearing white? I was watching. I'm, I have to figure it out by the crowd where they're playing if they're in the offensive or defensive zone because I can't see the logo in the middle of the ice. I was cooking dinner. I had the game on the Tampa Toronto, and it was in Tampa, and Toronto scored, and I was like, yes, Tampa scored. And then I'm like watching the replay. I'm like, oh shit, they were wearing <laughs> whites. Never mind, Toronto <laughs> scored. Shit, <laughs> fucking 
uniforms are identical except they have a lightning bolt on their pant like uh, yeah we gotta do something about that they need to go back to the home team has to wear white wow that's yeah we're that we're not getting into that that's because that's just that's just common sense man but we're not going down that path banner you're sending me down a bad path Whites at home is the only way that it should be. Seriously. You took that path. I'm just saying it's, it's bullshit. Brutal. I just it confuses me. And so, I'm a hockey guy. Too much red in the Carolina New Jersey series. I'm not watching it. Edmonton Vegas, on the other <laughs> hand. <I'm not> watching. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the color red. Can't stand it. Vegas Edmonton. I'll be watching that one. Lots of different colors in that one. And Jack Eichel versus Connor McDavid. Not even a storyline to me. You're putting them in the same category? Same draft, one, two, generational talents, titles, all that stuff. And a generational talent. Teams tanking because Eichel was the consolation prize. Because the last place team, even if they didn't win the lottery, they got second pick. So he's a generational consolation prize. How's that? Is Jack Eichel a superstar? No. He's paid so like are, one. Like, what? What are the tiers? Like, what are the tiers of players in the league? Obviously, you have generational talents, and how many generational talents are in the league currently? Oh, we'll have to define that. You have your super. You have your superstars. Your megastars. You have your stars. Like, where does Jack Eichel fit in amongst the totem pole of of top top end players? Nowhere I think close. I think he's a star. Would you not think he's a star? I don't think he's a megastar. Like a megastar to me is, you know, if you're going younger, like a Jack Hughes, someone like that. If you're looking at Nikita Kucherov, uh, Leon Dreisaitl's, um, Steve Stamkos, players like that. I think Jack Eichel is below that. I don't think that he has garnered the, you know, since his draft, since the draft, I don't think he's garnered like a superstar status. I don't think he's people talked back to about his him. super superstar status, but there was a season there in Buffalo where he was on he was having a superstar season. And if the team limped into the playoffs, there's no question he should have been on a heart ballot under the definition of the heart trophy, most valuable player to his team. Same reason why Tate Thompson would have made it this year, should have made it this year if the Sabres made the playoffs. But he was there. He was there. I think he's got, I think he has superstar potential, but he ain't a superstar. How many points did he have this year? 66. That's a good seven games. That's a good player in today's game. When your leading scorer, it's not, we're not talking 10 years ago. Today's leader has 153 points. 10 years ago, 66 points, you're a star. When Jamie Benn wins the the, the race with 86 points, right? But now when, when there's 10 guys that, or five, I don't know how many guys are 100 points plus, 66, you're a good player. There's, there's. I, I think he has potential to be a dangerous star, which he has superstar. Yeah, uh, that's what I just like said. He's yeah. a, he's, uh, the, I, he's a potential superstar, but he hasn't shown that. Well, I think you, I think. What Edmonton, are your thoughts of his uh, game in the playoffs? 
I think he's been okay. I think he had the one game with a couple power play goals, but I, I don't think he's made an impact on every game. I, I think Chandler Stevenson has been more of a star than Jack Eichel on that team. Yeah. Same with uh, Mark Stone. Last Same four games, he had eight. He had eight points in the last uh, four games of the of the the series. But now, if they now, have you, any chance against the Oilers, he better be a superstar. So, so how, like, how is Jack going to be used? Because Jack was typically not on the same line as Stevenson, Chandler Stevenson, and and Mark Stone. Jack Eichel played on another line. Will Jack Eichel play against Connor McDavid? Because it's kind of like it's a two-line matchup on both teams, right? You have your Chandler Stevenson stone line, and you have your Jack Eichel with Jonathan Marchezo. Um, and no, you you say it's a two line matchup. I am I wrong for thinking that I think the Oilers are going to absolutely wax the Vegas Golden Knights, and I mean five tops. That's what I'm thinking. I, I I'm I'm saying Oilers in five. Dude, I think the sweep. Oilers are going to shit kick the Vegas Golden Knights. And I think Connor McDavid is going to have a feast on these guys. Do you know what, uh, and I don't know this, do you know what the regular season matchup between the, those two teams were? I don't know what it is. Um, maybe I'm sure it's kind of find that. But, I know, um, but, you know, yeah, I, look at, be, uh... I look at Vegas Golden Knights did not have, it's like they, they added a star in Mark Stone in the playoffs, they didn't have him all year. You know, they shut him down. He got healthy, came back. Probably could have come back a little bit before, but you know, he came back in the playoffs. Mark Stone has been unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Eight points in the last four playoff games. He now strengthens a uh, a, a very strong team already, which was the number one team in the Western Conference. He they strengthened. He strengthened that team. Now, there, there's things that Edmonton exploit you because of their ability to score goals. Their power play is next level. So if you want to try and win a series, stay out of the bloody box. That's your first thing. But, you know, how many teams, Winnipeg didn't have what it took to shut down Vegas. And I, I'm just looking at, does Vegas defense core can Alex Petrangelo, do you have enough in Alex Petrangelo, Theodore, guys like that that can shut down a a high-powered offense in Edmonton? I have, That's an answer, the I have an answer to your question about the season matchup. If you recall, we did the player cast at that one yeah. night when Vegas actually won that game, and Eichel was absolutely a superstar, scored the first goal of the game, if you recall, yes. and yep. had an he had three points assist, that night, right? Yeah, assist on someone's Marchessault's goal. But yes, um, so it, the season went like this. They played them in for the first time. They lost in overtime in November on the 19th, and then they lost to them again in January 4 3, both games 4 3. And then they beat them in that game we were talking about in March 4 3. And then they lost to Edmonton the very next game. They played them, but not back to back, but uh, the next game and it was seven four Edmonton. Mm. Now granted, you 
Do you think the Kings would beat Vegas? Yes, I do. I, I, do. Think, I, think, the I, think, I think the Kings the are super division. undercover, man. I think the Kings play any other team besides the Oilers. I think they move on. That's how much I like the Kings. Yeah. Well, when I when Petey and I were picking the series, I ended up changing my my pick at the very end just because only reason because I didn't want Edmonton to lose because I want them to win. I really enjoy watching Jack Eichel. I really enjoy watching Leon Dreisaitl. I think what they've done in the pickups to make their team better, bringing in Bukestrad. The third line center. He's a big man. He plays physical. He's played really well for Edmonton. You look at uh, uh, Matthias. um, Ekholm. Ekholm. (laughs) I mean, he, I think, I don't want to say single-handedly has changed the whole course of, of this team. But, I mean, they've won a ton of games with this man in the lineup, and he is a very calming. The rise of the other kid the defenseman back. there too. Uh, is it Bouchard? Bouchard. I mean, they move out Barry because Bouchard's capable of of carrying that load, and he's on been the power great play. too. Yep. Barry was the power play specialist, and Bouchard got the second hand minutes, and then all of a sudden they moved Barry out and put Bouchard on the top minute, and he the the thing with Bear the thing with Bouchard is he has something that Barry didn't have. And it's a very dangerous shot from the top. So now you have Dreisaitl on one side, who's on his one-timer. You've got freaking McDavid, who's like a rover. He's all over the place. He's on one side of the ice, then he's on the other side. of the, And you're like, how, do you, how are you supposed to play Edmonton's power play? Because there's no structure to it. Almost. It, it seems like there's so much movement by Connor McDavid. It's just like, Oh my Lord. Like it's really difficult to play against. Cause it, they're not just a one trick pony where they've got, you know, a one timer on the side and they all stay in their spots. They're always constantly moving. And that's what I find so dangerous about watching Edmonton, but Oh my God. I mean, they're so, so talented, so talented. So are you taking them over Vegas then? Or I, I'm I'm going to take Edmonton. I think Edmonton's got got some super crazy mojo right now, and getting through that first round, uh, tough tough matchup with LA. I think uh, I think they're I think they're going to be. I just don't know if I don't know if um, Vegas, who I who I know is a very good hockey team, they're a very very good hockey team. I just think that there's something about Edmonton right now where I cannot believe I'm saying this. I really thinking about the middle of the season, the middle of the season, when, when Edmonton at one point was in a, a wild card spot for a couple weeks, they were in a wild card spot. I would have never in a million years, we talked about Edmonton's never going to be able to win a Stanley cup. They just don't have the right pieces. They don't have the depth. They don't have the defense. Now, all of a sudden, I, I'm going to tell you this. I think Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers can win a Stanley Cup with what they have. Yeah, I'm not quite there yet. I think the Dallas Stars have something to say about that. And the biggest reason I say that is because Ottinger is, that's a legit, legit goalie there. So the Seattle run ends for you at Dallas. How fast does it end? Four or five games? I can see this going to six. Seattle is Seattle plays very structured. 
they don't have a superstar. A lot of guys play the same. If Grubauer can play the same way he did against the Avalanche, they'll make it a series. I just, Dallas, I mean, their power play, I mean, Rivs mentioned the Oilers' power play. I think Dallas is right with them. <laughs> they got some weapons on that power play, and they're clicking. And no, to me, in the first round, Rupa Hintz was games, amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable, right? And Robertson was almost a no-show. So if that kid gets going, watch out. I, I like that team a lot. Oh, Craig, we know where right. you're going with that one. We know you're taking <sighs> Dallas. I think you have them going to the finals, don't you? I, I'm definitely taking Dallas. I have them yeah. going to the finals. I think they're super undercover. I think the Western Conference in general, when you when you look at them throughout the season, I mean, you could have picked LA, Edmonton, Vegas. You could have picked um, uh, Colorado. Um, but, I mean, you have to hit certain teams at the right time. Like Colorado, there's a lot of talk about they were injured. They were missing, they were missing players. Natushka. Out, you have your captain, Landeskog is out. You have, you know, Kale McCarr missed uh, a number of games this year. He may not have been 100%. They talked about being a little bit banged up, right? And uh, I think at this time of year, it's just that you have to play well. You have to play well, but you also have to be in a situation of being a little bit lucky little bit lucky when you have you know you get by the first round you feel good about your team and then you're looking at your opponent that went through a battle okay and lost maybe a player or two here and there and these injuries start to amount and i think that's when you have to take advantage of that team that may be a little bit banged up and you know i look back at new jersey new jersey Seems to be very healthy. They seem to be young and spry and, and and energized, but they're going against a monster in Carolina, the number two team in the league this year. They're missing two of their top six forwards. And you can't replace two top six forwards. You just can't do it. Great. That's ready. You keep forgetting them. You That's mentioned Landis Scott in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, well said, Riffs. The only thing I would add, playoffs, depth scoring. And Colorado had zero of it. They didn't have, right. they didn't have one guy in a third or fourth line score a goal in, the, in in seven games. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, if you didn't like how 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 oh my god how good. I mean, is who McKinnon? scores for the Oilers in Game Six? That's how you win. That's how you win series, right? Costin oh, scored. Costin scored. Yeah, Yamamoto scores one. That's that's how you win. Grit, physicality, depth in in scoring, being a great team that can defend. I mean, that's what wins in the playoffs. Right, and that's that's the one thing with the Oilers that I don't like is I don't think Skinner is, as far as he has shown to me, I don't know if he's up for the task. I think he's been good. I don't think he's been great. And I think against Vegas, it won't won't be an issue because Vegas has the same issue in net, in my opinion. Yeah. Who is the starter in in Vegas right now? It's Bro-Croix. not quick. It's the uh, Brian. So there there's some question marks there, right? Yes. So PD, this is where you step up to the plate and pick Seattle. 
So go ahead and do it. No chance. Okay, hey. so we're all picking the Oilers, and we're all picking Dallas. Yes. East, what do we got? We we have the West, we got the same. East, we what? I said Florida Devils. I'm going with the same. Well, I'm the go Devils, with, too. Uh, What's I'm your lead? I'm going to go with Toronto. I'm going to go yeah. with Toronto because I think they've got an elephant off their back, and I think they're just going to be playing freely, and I think that they like their makeup right now. Well, they should be playing freely. They they haven't lost in the second round in like 20 years. Yeah, right. But uh, I think they're going to be ready to rock and roll. I think they're going to be excited. I think uh, I think Toronto, to me, uh, is going, going to, to take that series. And, uh, man, I'm just going to go with Carolina just, just for shits and giggles. I think Carolina would beat New Jersey if they were healthy. They're not healthy, but I'm still going to go with them because I just think there's there's something about their structure and the way that they defend um, I think is really next level. So I'll go with Carolina. I could see Gary Bettman getting as stiff as he possibly could in his undies if Florida and Carolina ended up in the conference finals. Well, escrow's going up, boys. Imagine <laughs> the money flying out the wallets of these these owners. Oh, I oh my thing is like like yes, as I said earlier in the show, I feel like they're rigging the games for the business aspect of it for the for the franchises that generate the most revenue. But then yeah. from an expansion standpoint, he's like, I put hockey in Carolina, I put hockey in Florida, they're in the conference finals. One of these two teams going back to the finals. I'm a genius. Wow. If that happens, and I just hope he reminds himself that he's got a team in Arizona. I wonder how much it costs, like seat arena. The the cap will not be going up. Yeah, one of, one of my buddies uh, texted me the other uh, the other day, and he said uh, I can get tickets for hundred and sixty bucks to go to a Florida Panthers game. It's a thousand dollars to go to a Toronto game. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. The, a fan can fly down to Florida for two days, get a hotel in Sunrise, Florida. You're not, you're Jesus. Hey. You can find a, you can find. I a think, motel I think anywhere. those, those, those cheap tickets. I believe, though, you just said, and by cheap is the 160. Those were for the season tickets holders. I think the rest of them, which I don't know how many season ticket holders they have. I think the rest of the tickets are, yeah, but way more for expensive. The top bunk in Florida versus the top top shelf in toronto you're still paying one fifth easily yes yes i yeah there's no arguing that that's against most markets though right 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 yeah oh, so anyway be interesting to see because you don't want to see any of the uh toronto fans down in florida in fact someone told me yesterday that they're um they're limited they limited us you yeah. have to be a u.s resident which Leafs fans will get around that. I'm still calling it. Half the building will be Leafs fans down there. All right. Well, Tom, uh, oh, you, you know what, Thomas? You know what I heard today? Yes. Erickson Eck in Minnesota tried to play with a broken leg. Broken fibula. Okay, so he broke it. He got cleared to play, and then he lasted 19 seconds, and then that was it. And then he had surgery. Who fucking what's the first thing? That, what's the first thing that comes to mind? What's Idiot. the first thing that comes to mind? Like a player Struck or a uh, practice? No, I, I mean, oh. I, I, I'd like to know if this young man had a broken fibula, 
how in God's name is he able to return? I, I would assume that it wasn't fully broken. Because he did, he did skate. I mean, I, I watched man. him skate on it, and he looked, he couldn't skate. He couldn't skate? He could. He skated. I mean, he, he skated, and I don't know what game he returned, but I think I remember in Dallas game one and two, he skated before, and, and you know, there's clips on Twitter, and you can see him stopping, starting, and turning, and this, so... It's a little early I, in the season to be trying to play Bobby Bond, isn't it? Bobby Bond's the Leaf player that won the cup on a broken leg. Game winner. Anyone? But, no? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I, if I would have to take a guess, and this is a strictly a guess, is it's probably it was broke or, you know, have a little fracture in it. He skated on it, said, hey, I can do this. Why do you, and why 19 do you need seconds surgery? later? Huh? Why did he need surgery? Uh, I'll have to call his doctor and ask him why he needed surgery for that. See if he'll release the records for you. <laughs> I, I don't. Why know. would you like? You know, use your medical background uh, in your brain. Why would he need surgery if it was just a hairline? Because 19 seconds later, he probably snapped it, and he needed to get a rod or plate it or pins. Mm. Interesting. Interesting that a young man. Would it be allowed to come back and play? Yeah, this is, you don't like this part of the, this is the one area no, that you are. I don't like it at all. I, I, I fucking, I, I think, I think this league's a fucking joke. Absolute embarrassment when it comes to, comes to this stuff. I can name you. Oh my God. I could name you. I think so the league has gotten in my career a lot better than when we played. Thank God for that. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.